Hey everyone, uh, this is Robert here and I have Jay with me. Uh, quick, real quick note before we get started here with the show, uh, I wanted to let you all know that uh, unfortunately Blake is not on the Classic Gaming Podcast anymore. Uh, we definitely thank him for all that he's uh, contributed to the podcast over the past three, three years, yeah. is that right? Almost yeah, three years, yeah. Um, and uh, if you start missing him, as always, you can find him over at his stream on twitch.tv slash slackaholicus. Um, I, Jay and I have talked about this very briefly and I, our plan, I, I think the, probably the main question that some of you might have is if we're, is whether we're going to add uh, another third person to the podcast right now, our plan is, is not to, but we're not ruling that out either. So, uh, just kind of want to lay it all out there and let everybody know what's going on for now. It's just going to be Jay and I, we, we may have uh, more guests on because for, just purely due to the fact that it's much, much easier to, uh, schedule around the, uh, to work around the schedules of two people plus a guest, as opposed to three people plus a guest. So we may have more guests on a little bit more frequently in the future. We may add a third person in the future, who knows, but for now, the plan is just to kind of keep things as it is. Just, just Jay and I will be it for a while and, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, Jay, is that, does that pretty much cover everything? Is that, is that pretty much it? Yeah, I think so. All right. So let's, let's get on with the show. It's me. I'm Robert. This is the episode number. Oh shit! I didn't have a. This is I'm ter- <laughs> terrible. Got fire tonight. Um, what is this? 84? 85. Holy shit! Is it really? Holy episode shit. 85. Today's date is July seventh, two thousand seventeen. This is the Classic Gaming Podcast. You can probably tell by that badly fumbled intro. 100%. Jay, what's up? Hello. With with How me is, with me is Jay Totoro. What's going on? Call me the board game champ right now. The board, oh, what'd you, what'd you play? I You name it. Like My roommate <laughs> and I have been buying every single interesting board game on Amazon, having it delivered same day for free, and then playing. We've been playing like, games <laughs> nice. like Sentinels of the Multiverse, which is like this Magic the Gathering co-op card game that's super fun. We've been playing uh, this game called, I think it's like Haunted Mansion on the Hill or something. It's like this sort of role-playing game that starts off kind of slow, and then ultimately somebody is a deceiver that tries to kill you, and you have to kill them, and like, there's all these different scenarios. Yeah, that sounds sick. It's, it's pretty fun. It, it gets a little, a little repetitive, but it's pretty fun. Um, then we started playing Pathfinder, which is like a D&D okay. type game, and um, I got to DM, and it was a lot of fun. So we've been doing that, and like just, I don't know, we've just been going off and buying a bunch of different board games, and it's just been, it's been a really nice time. That sounds so pretty killer. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. We were playing, uh, I was playing Catan tonight with uh, oh, yeah? my wife and brother. I'm burned on Catan. I learned the meta and it's just like, I know very quickly in Catan now who has a, a good chance of winning and who doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. I can see that. Your opening stuff is so crucial. I played a lot online and like I played against pretty good people and you really understand the game once you start playing with people online. I, frankly, I'm actually kind of like we've played it quite a bit the past few months, and I'm surprised that it's kind of kept our attention as long as it has. Because I mean, I know Katan, like I know Katan is pretty famous for being like a really well loved board game, but like yeah. it's it's pretty almost kind of simple. Uh, yeah. But somehow it stays interesting, and I haven't quite been able to figure out exactly how that is. The expansions make it. Really, yeah, I was going to ask really you about the exp- expansions. Have you played? Yeah. Are those pretty oh, good? Oh, so we've played a. A good number of the expansions and we've enjoyed most of them like we have a, a set group of like 10 people 
that we play board games with, and we'll, we'll usually play with like two or three of them. And we've played a lot of the Catan expansions with just different people, and it's it's just great. It adds another element to it. It keeps it interesting. Um, it makes strategy a little bit different. There's there's like versions where you can actually attack each other's roads and stuff. Like there's some really intricate oh, stuff cool. you can do. Yeah, and it just adds more strategy to it. And... All right, what's the first expansion that that you would recommend buying for? Um, honestly, I wouldn't really recommend any of them. I would, I would do research on your own and see which one seems interesting. The boat okay. ones, some people really like and recommend those. Other ones, people like the ones that are just sort of a bigger, more complicated version of the base game. Like, really look into it and understand it. Um, the more the expansions, as you add them, for the most part, generally speaking, uh, and make the game longer. So just keep that in mind. You know, when you're playing with people like kids or something who may not be able to stay interested for mm-hmm. long periods of time, right? Um, it can obviously cause issues. So okay, that's good to know. Yeah, really like Catan. Great game. Great developers too. I think uh, the Catan World Championships are about a month away, actually. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, they're in Columbus. I want to say. What do they do? Like, uh, like four player game, like tournament version? But yeah, so it's really cool. So they have like four or five different tables where people are competing, and it, like there's it's it's national or it's not national, sorry, it's international. So it's like worldwide. And so what they're doing is like they have a a big version of the game on the floor, like using big giant pieces, and then somebody like actually goes through and maps them out, so you can like understand what's going on in the game. <laughs> so like people who may not understand it can actually get a better understanding. It's really cool. That's that is really cool. Did you um this the Steam sale has come and gone? Did you buy anything? I did actually. It's uh, something I'm going to talk a little bit about today. Ah, nice. So, okay. Yeah, so a couple, a couple classic games were on there, and I was like, my brother, my brother's birthday is today, and so him and I were talking about a specific title. Oh shit! I, I'll just reel it. So I talked about Age of Empires two. Uh, oh yeah. In the podcast, um, a bunch of expansions came up, and so my brother and I and a bunch of other people really like playing Age of Empires. Uh, the second one in particular, I think that's kind of the, the common theme. So we ended up getting it on Steam, which is the HD version, and then we also got a couple of expansions like Age of the Kings and a few other, uh, Conquerors, I think it's called. Okay. And kind of like we were talking about with Catan, it added some some new elements. So I'll talk about that a little bit more when we jump to our actual okay. gaming section. Cool. I got out with like the fewest games that I've ever bought during a Steam sale. I only bought one this time. How do you? Wow, that yeah. is very surprising for you, actually. I know. <laughs> it was uh, Desktop Dungeons. Oh, I saw you. I saw you playing on Steam. I was like, "What is he doing?" Uh, have you seen this game before? I just I kind of sniped you on Steam. I was like watching you play it. Oh, you actually wait. You were able to like actually watch me play. Like I saw the fact that you were playing. It. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> uh, Desktop dun- Dungeons is really cool. Uh, it's obviously a dungeon crawler. It's like a, a tile based, turn based dungeon crawler. But it's it's really interesting. You. Um, all the tiles and like the monster like rep- like images like they're basically j- just icons like all the characters and stuff on the on the screen and uh it's basically you go around and like you try to clear a floor and it's almost like a puzzle because you have the way you have to like balance like manage your uh like your health and your mana and your regen and all that the, uh and the way you level up like it tells you like whenever you fight a guy like you attack him and it tell it like it tells you on the screen like what your health will be after this attack and what his health will be after this attack, and then if you ch- change to do a different attack, it'll tell you like what it's going to be. So you know like if you're going to kill somebody, you can even like do the math and like look and see how many turns it's going to take you to kill him, and see if you'll have to like drink a potion to to you know to survive and kill him, uh, you know to be able to kill him and, and not get killed yourself, and then like as you explore, you uh, you regenerate health and mana. 
But it only does that for tile, like when you explore a tile that you haven't like seen yet. So you can't just walk around and, you know. Yeah, just get health back. Yeah, do it forever. So like it becomes a, like a meta game where it's like you don't, where you want to balance your exploration with fighting because you're like, oh, well, I don't want to go explore too much right off the bat because then I can't, you know, regenerate much health later. It's uh, it's 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 really interesting. I haven't. I'm only about two or three hours into it so far, but it's it's a really interesting uh, game so far. Yeah, you've the photo this much time I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. So I'm liking it. But that's that's uh, that's all I got on the Steam sale. That's amazing. Like I, usually you come out and you're like, I got <laughs> I this whole series. I got this whole series. I got these two series. I'm like, oh Jesus. Yep, that's how it usually goes. That's funny. Um, I guess the other thing that's that's going on right now is we were talking about this for a minute earlier. Um, games done quick or summer games done quick rather. Have you watched much of this? I've watched a couple. I watched a Banjo Kazooie run. Uh, oh, I missed that one. It was it was fun to watch. The guy actually was a pretty cool runner. One of my like obviously in the in the past, Blake and I have talked about this is like mm-hmm. one of my biggest complaints is some of the runners are just so awkward to a point yes. where like it almost takes away from. Maybe it was you that I talked about. Yeah, I it, think it was all three of us. It just takes away from it. Like you just get, you're just like, oh, I don't even want to watch this. Like I'm so uncomfortable right now. But mm-hmm. So far, I've watched <laughs> probably like two or three hours of it, and I've been completely fine. Like it hasn't been an issue. Just kind of a relief, honestly. I was watching. I wish I could remember his name. Um, it was whoever did um, Jedi Knight Two, uh, Jedi Outcast. Is that the wait? Which which console was that on? It's a PC. It's a PC game. Okay. It was one of the uh, one of the like Jedi power based. It's like a first person shooter, but it's primarily like Jedi gotcha. powers. Um, and this guy was so much fun. Like he was like really energetic and like really like outgoing. But not only that, you could tell he was like super like into the game and like really excited about it because yeah. he was like pl- naturally excited. Yeah, just like naturally excited. Yeah. Like he'd be playing and he'd be like, "All right, this is what I'm doing now." And then he'd like do a really hard jump. He'd be like, "Oh." Oh yes, okay, awesome. Dude, I made the jump. That's so funny. <laughs> it was so much that's fun to listen to. Awesome. Him. Yeah, it was awesome because you could tell he was just like having such a good time just playing it. Uh, but uh, like on top of that, he was he was uh, like he had a really energetic personality. Personality just just even when he was just explaining like the things he was doing and all that, he was awesome. He was probably the best speedrunner. People runner who I've naturally seen. do that are awesome. Like it, it's so funny when you watch fake people. Like it just makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so bad. Yeah, fake fake is worse than just, like, being boring. We have a lot of experience of that coming from esports. <laughs> There's so many people that oh, just, geez. like, fake the hype. Yep. And honestly, there's there's a lot of people that do it lately, and uh, this is not really on topic, but since we talk about it sometimes in the, in the, uh, in the UFC as well, like, oh, every... Oh, yeah, I always feel bad for that, about that. Ever since yeah, Conor McGregor... Became famous, like everybody's trying to do like call outs and like talk oh, shit. Oh, yeah, shit talking. Yeah, 100%. It's, it gets really bad. Um, one more quick story before we move on to actual news. Oh, wait, do you want to talk about our bet regarding UFC? Oh, was, did we do it with the UFC or with the boxing wait, what, match? What was our bet? Remember, we made a bet <laughs> that was, was I drunk when we made so Robert and I made a bet that because Robert thinks. Did we do it about John Jones or did we do it about Conor McGregor? I think we did no. it about John Jones. Okay, yeah, I kind of. This is starting. I'm starting to remember this. It was John Jones in DC. Yeah, I, said, bet, I, I think John Jones is going to win purely because I think John Jones is the goat. But Robert and I have a bet that if John Jones wins his fight and takes the belt from from DC, uh, Robert will have to play two hours of a game of my choice. Oh right, okay. That's and if bad. Robert wins, the same thing for me. Now okay. here's the interesting thing. I was originally going to make him play Kingdom Hearts. 
uh, for two hours. But one, I will I will obviously let him play Kingdom Hearts or, or make him play Kingdom Hearts if it happens. Two, I will also take suggestions from people. So if people have ideas that will oh, nice. be more punishing to Robert, by all means, I will take those suggestions. Same here, because I got a good... Obviously, one good idea for Jay that would be Metal Gear Solid would be, would be the obvious choice. But uh, yeah, send in send in ideas for both of us. Yeah, I'd be so down for that. Yeah, I for, holy shit, I forgot all about that. It's going to be a tough fight for sure. Like, I by no means think DC has it in the bag. No, but like, I think I give him like a sixty forty percent chance to win. I think it's going to be an. Am- I, I hope it's going to be an amazing fight, but we'll see. 20 days or so. The la- I mean, I don't want to get too far into it because probably, we're probably yeah. talking like 10% of our listeners right now. But the only thing that gives me hope is that John Jones looks so rough in his last fight. True. Before he got <laughs> banned again or, or suspended <laughs> again. Uh, Watch your mouth. We'll see, what ha- we'll see what happens. Can't talk about uh, God, no way. <laughs> uh, one quick story before we move on to news. So I was, I was telling you this... Uh, Remember we were talking like a couple weeks ago and I was like, I'm playing an awesome game right now. Uh, it's the one that I'm playing for the podcast. And you're like, you going to tell me what it is? I was like, nope, you're going to have to wait. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, that's going to be put on hold, unfortunately. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm playing Super Metroid. Oh wow. Hell yeah. Did you get hyped after the Nintendo announcement? Is that why? I will. No, I was playing, uh, you know, I may have already been playing it at that point. I don't remember, but I definitely was already going to. But, uh, so I was, I was playing it and probably got like four hours in maybe like no guides or anything, just, just exploring and doing everything on my own. And, uh, I went to play it again one day and my super Nintendo is a little bit messed up where like the power doesn't always work on it for some reason. (laughs) Unfortunate. And sometimes you have to try it a couple times. And so I had it and it wasn't working and I was trying to get it to work, and as I was unplugging stuff, it like the power on it like flickered on and off real fast a few times. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with what that ha- can with what that can make happen on Super Nintendos, but one thing, files? yep, that can happen oh, is that it'll really? erase all the saves on the, the game that's in it. If you I remember something like that on regular Nintendo happening, so. Oh, I didn't know that for regular Nintendo, but it kind of... I, I mean, regular Nintendo was so fragile, if you like <laughs> sneezed on a Wednesday on, while tiptoeing, your, your file would get deleted. So that happened, and then I uh, was like, well, shit, I don't want to start over playing and this happened again. So I ordered, so I bought another Super Nintendo. So that one came in, and the Super Nintendo is not working. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> well, it works, but like, it gives you these big white lines on all the screen, or not on all, really? but on, on some screens. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird bug. It's kind of a weird thing. And so uh, I'm sending that back to the dude that I bought it from, and I'm going to have to buy another Super Nintendo. So that's, That sucks, man. It sucks. So that's going to be delayed for a little bit. But I am, I will be playing Super Metroid once I can get a reliable Super Nintendo to play it on. Yikes. So that happened. Let's talk about news. Okay. You want to talk about? Uh, the big news is the SNES Classic. Oh, yeah. So this has been announced officially by Nintendo. Uh, obviously, they came out with the NES Classic like eight oh, months ago? ago. A year ago? Yeah, I was gonna say nine a year ago. Yeah, it seems like eight I or mean, ten. They, they came out with it and canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. And the the speculation that everybody had was, well, they got to do a Super Nintendo version of this, right? Because it's first of all, it sold like crazy. Second of all, Super Nintendo version would be fucking sick. 
And, uh, you know, everybody's like, yeah, obvi- that would be the obvious thing to do, but it's Nintendo, so who knows? <laughs> well, they're actually doing it. The Super- the SNES Classic is coming out September 29th. It's going to be $80. I'll go through the list of games in just a second, but obviously the big question on everyone's mind is, are they going to make half enough for all the people who want one? And, uh... I don't know. What are your thoughts, Jay? I kind of feel like they had to have learned somewhat of a lesson with the uh, with the NES Classic. So I bet they'll be producing a ton more. But two things are going against them. One, it's Nintendo and they never make enough of anything. Two, I think the demand for this is going to be like a hundred times higher even than the NES Classic. Just due to the fact that it, Super Nintendo know, in general is, I feel, a lot more loved than Nintendo. and also You the, think so? I think so. I mean, I think amongst gamers, I agree with you, but against the general population of like casual people, I think a lot of people have the regular Nintendo and it, like held in a special place in their heart to a point where they would prefer it. So yeah, I think I think the casual gamers. I think a lot of people wanted the regular Nintendo. I know a lot of people who know absolutely nothing about video games, and they were so excited about the regular Nintendo. And hmm. it was funny because they got it, and most of them didn't use it. Awesome, just kind of shelved it. But I think amongst people who actually play a lot of games and, and know the titles, I think Super Nintendo will be much more popular. So I'm kind of curious where, where their sales sales will lie. That's a good point. I think the people who do love games, like you said, like and would lean more toward SNES, I think they're going to like like counterbalance that so far to that extreme. So- I think it's gonna be that plus just the pure, like the sheer quality of the library that's going to be on this. This, yeah, I, I think this is going to be fucking insane. I think this is going to sell. I don't want to put a number. This is yeah, going to not. far outdo anything. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they sold more of these than they sold of the Switch at all. Wow, really? No, fuck no. Especially, no. plus this is $80. Look, you can buy a Switch right now. What would you buy right now? Switch or SNES Classic? Um, probably an SNES Classic. I think a but, lot of people would do the same. Plus, it's cheaper. Uh, I agree with you. A whole lot. I think more people will buy the Switch, though. I think more general people would pay the Switch. I, I don't think so. How many people do you know about a Switch right now, knowing the only title for it is the fucking Zelda game? How many people I know? One, me. Really? Oh, Jesus. I know a ton of people that got it. I don't just, know. Just I don't know many people that got. I mean, like. Yeah, I just don't know. I know I know the Switch is doing great. I know that a lot of people did buy it, but I, I don't... If you're asking me personally who I know, no, I don't think... I, oh, I guess my sister did, so two. I know two people. I just don't yeah, personally know a lot curious. of people that bought it. But, um, so, on to the library, if you haven't heard yet. The SNES Classic will have Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Legend of, of Zelda A Link to the Past, of course, F-Zero. Yeah. To me, that one was kind of obvious. A lot of I heard a lot of people like kind of saying like, "Why is that on here?" Really? Wow. Yeah. I, and then everybody kind of came back to, well, I guess it was kind of you know, it's really well known. It's a really well known Super Nintendo game, which I mean, I, that's kind of what it comes down to for me as well. But I wasn't the least bit surprised. I expected this to be on here. Uh, all right, Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Link to the Past, F Zero, Super Metroid, Star Fox, and then the. Most interesting one of all of these that everybody's uh, excited about, or a ton of people are excited about, Star Fox 2, which, as you may know, never actually got a, never was released. 
it was finished but not ever released. So and this is so this is the first time that it's getting an official release. Obviously, you can find uh, ROMs of it and stuff like that, but this is the first actual release of Star Fox Two. I'm gonna be buying one of these purely for Star Fox Two. Wow, uh, I'm gonna be buying it for a lot of games. <laughs> I mean, all of these are fucking awesome. But like, like I like to collect the games, you know. So like a lot of these, okay. I I plan on eventually one day just buying the the boxed version of anyway, just because I like owning those. I'm excited um, to play it on an actual console. That, that, uh, playing on emulators for as long as I have. Mm-hmm. Emulators are great, but man, they are tedious. Right. Super Nintendo ones are really easy, but it is it is very nice to have a physical product. Yep. For sure. So Star Fox 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Punch-Out, Super Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Kirby Superstar, uh, Kirby's Dream Course, Final Fantasy 3 slash uh, 6, uh, Japanese 6, American 3, or, or wait, I got that, yeah, no, yeah, Japanese 6, American 3, uh, Super Mario 2, Yoshi's Island, oh, I'm sorry, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario RPG, Contra 3, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, Ooh. Super uh, and Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe bring Nick Arcade. That's the proper response to Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, a lot of the listeners may have noticed the one sort of glaring omission here is what? I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to think. Come uh, on, what is a gonna... Donkey Kong Country? Maybe no, that's on here. You're gonna slap yourself oh. when I say it. Let's see. I don't know. I, I know. I know. There, like, there's so many big titles for it that it's like. Yeah. No, that's you're right. Uh, it's Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they probably decided to do, like, one from each sort of genre, I guess, because they got Earthbound on there, so I guess... Yeah, that is pretty bad, though. Damn. I mean, I wouldn't say it's bad, because it's... It's honestly the only game that, I, that I'm that i kind of like, what the fuck about? Like, there's no other game that's missing that I'm like, why is that on here? So, like, I, you know, I, I can't blame them for having one game that's true. kind of confusing. Um... But, uh, yeah, that's kind of weird that they're not having Chrono Trigger, but, like, in my opinion, the rest of the library is so damn awesome that it really doesn't, like, make make a difference. I mean, yeah, I feel like it should be on here, just because of, like, how good it is, how much everybody loves that game. But, uh, it doesn't bother me that it's not. Yeah, I, I imagine titles like that will be on there in no time flat, so. What do you mean? Like, uh, Chrono Trigger. I think Chrono Trigger will be within, like, a year of release. Well, they, I mean, I don't, but you can't, uh, if it's like the NES classic, you can't add on to it. I mean, unless oh, you, you, you can hack I, it, you can hack it and add on to it, but you can't like, I didn't like, realize that. No, no, no. Oh. You can't buy new games and put them on there or anything like that. Oh, that's a shame. What? Yeah. So this is what you get. Okay. Ooh, that's kind of different. Interesting. You get what you get. Like I said, you can hack it and put stuff on here. Uh, people have hacked the NES classic to put like every single Nintendo game in the world on it. Yeah. What really, and it doesn't even, it sounds like it's not even that hard to do. And it all even fits into, like, the same interface as well. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, as far as, like, you know, really getting the official stuff, this is, this is, all, this is what you get, is what you buy. Wow. So, regardless, know. I'm still super excited about this. Again, even though I, I like collecting the, the boxed games, 
I'm super excited if for no other reason than Star Fox 2. But even aside from that, like you can't argue that <laughs> against the library on this. It's fucking insane, really. It is, but I'm very surprised they didn't make it capable of adding things onto it. Like, just think about that if they just created some sort of library for like. Yeah, I can. I I I agree that would have been best, but I also can see the thought of like making this something that's like, all right, you don't like no bullshit. You don't have to mess around and like buy buy extra stuff. Like, we're making it as simple as possible. Here's an awesome library. This is what you get. Yeah. Especially for. $80. I mean, this is actually a really damn good deal, too. It's 21 games, so basically like $4 bucks, a game. Yeah. So you're paying $4 for Earthbound, $4 for A Link to the Past, $4 for fucking Super Metroid. This Jeez. is nuts. So uh, with Chrono Trigger being uh, omitted from the library, I think that gives us uh, a, a good top three to do for next time, which is besides oh. Chrono Trigger... Three games that we would have liked to be on this. Okay, uh, I can do. Classes. You want to do that? Excuse me, yeah, I'm definitely. That's a great idea, actually. Great All idea. Right. So we'll do that. Three games that we would have liked to be on here. Uh, not not replacing any of the games on here, but like if we could add three, what three would we add? Uh, aside from Chrono Trigger, which would probably be the obvious choice for everybody. All right, a couple more pieces of news. Uh, Sega Forever has uh, come out or has like, I feel weird saying come out because it's not a software. It's like a program, but they started Sega forever where uh, Sega's releasing some of their old Genesis games on, uh, on iOS for free or iOS and Android, I think for free. And uh, it's, it's like ad supported and you, if you can pay like three bucks to get rid of the ads or something like that. Um, that happened a few weeks ago, and somehow I m didn't even hear about this until like after it came out because apparently a lot of people are having problems with it. Uh, really? Yeah. Like technical or? Yeah. What? Well, like mostly like frame rate. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, like supposedly a lot of people are having like really bad frame rate problems, and Sega said like, "Oh, it's hard to do this. It's hard to emulate games on uh, oh, like geez. diverse platforms or <laughs> something like that." Uh, for what it's worth, I tested it out myself to see and I downloaded Sonic the Hedgehog and played it for like 10 minutes and I didn't have any frame rate problems. It played really smoothly for me nice. performance wise. It was, uh, the controls were very awkward because I cannot, I, I cannot play like it, it does like the, uh, the touch joystick, you know, where it's like pretends there's a joystick in like the bottom corner of the screen and you move your thumb back and oh, forth. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hate, I actually don't like this. I cannot do that. Like, okay, good. Not... <laughs> I, 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 that thing actually just pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's not really a better way to do it, I don't think, but it doesn't work. So, like, I feel like they, as far as, con like, control-wise, they, they did the best that they could, but that just, I cannot do that. So, that you know was, it's kind of a built-in problem. I emulate, like, a lot of games on my phone is what I want. This probably exists. I just need to do some research. It's a controller that I can connect to my phone and just play old-school games. Like, that would be cool. My, yeah, there, I, I bet there, there's got to be something like that. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I think again, that would be. That would be pretty awesome. That would be hard to make compatible with, like, make sure it's compatible with all the different games, because I'm sure they all implement the controller touch thing well, differently. Well, as long as it's compatible with the emulators, I don't care. Like, the emulators are the big mm -hmm. thing. You have an emulator on your, on your phone. Oh, right, you right. You can play any Super Nintendo, any regular Nintendo game. Like. Um, and that would, pre that would pre be pretty much just for Android, right? Because uh, 
I, I or or jailbreak yeah. iPhones because uh, they, yeah, I exactly. they would like I, yeah. emulators. I have an Android, so. Uh, the, uh, the, let's see, they have one, two, three, four, they have five games released on this so far, so, uh, apparently they're going to release more, and when you're, if you want to, uh, download one of these games, again, they are free to play, they're, they're ad-supported, or you can pay to get rid of the ads, uh, if you want to buy one of these or download it, search for the name of the game, it's, they're not listed under Sega forever, they're purely listed individually by the name of the game, so, so far they have Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantasy Star 2, Comics Zone, Kid Chameleon, and Altered Beast. And finally, you remember the game Evil Genius? Uh, no. Remind me. Refresh it was me. like a kind of like a sim type game, uh, and sort of kind of like Dungeon uh, Dungeon Keeper. Also, it okay. was like you are a bad guy, and you're like building up your uh, base, and you have to put like tons of booby traps because like yeah, secret sure. agents are trying to break uh, break into your base yeah. uh, to capture you. That came out like 2002, or maybe it was 2004. Uh, they've just announced that they're going to be making a, an Evil Genius 2, which is really, really random. I never played the first one. It's really random because it's been so long since the first one came out. Um, but let's see, uh, uh, Rebellion is the developer and they have the rights to this that they got when the old company went out of business and they've just said, Hey, we're going to make Evil Genius 2. So a little random piece of news. No, there's no date or anything for it yet. They've said they've like basically just started working on it, so it'll probably be a while. But it's kind of weird and interesting. Uh, how's it being received so far? Is there positive? No, it seems like it seems like everybody's pretty positive about it. Like, it wasn't a huge game by any means, but I think a lot of people did like it. So everybody, the 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 feeling that I get from it is, it seems kind of like everybody's like, all right, this is this could be neat. Let's let's see what let's see what happens. <laughs> And uh, that's all I got for news. So you want to talk about games? Sure. You want me to go first since you've been talking for a few minutes? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you go ahead first? Okay. Uh, so I previously talked about Age of Empires 2. I talked a little bit about this earlier. So Age of Empires 2 um, is an RTS. Uh, let me see the actual original race. Age of Empires 2. Yeah, my background noise is loud. Let me know. Okay. Uh, this came That's out in '99, September of '99, and then um, they had expansions that came out. I believe they had like two or three, maybe more expansions that came out for this specific title. Uh, they ended up making a third one. I want to say around like 2005, and it was an okay reception. People were very excited. Um, better graphics, a more zoomed out um, view, so the the detail was higher. Graphics were better. Frame rate was better. It just wasn't the same game. A lot of the the micro uh, mechanics got taken away from it. Um, the graphics obviously got better, but it just wasn't the same game. It was missing certain certain elements that people were very disappointed. So people immediately went back and started playing Age of Empires 2. Um, Age okay. of Empires 2 is, again, it's an RTS game set in the medieval times. What year did um, it come out? Do you know? 99. 99, okay. Is the original. And the expansions came out like 2000, 2001, I think like 2003. Okay. So Steam, obviously with their summer sale, uh, they really, they did a, a sale with Age of Empires 2, which is like four bucks, I think, or like three bucks, and the expansions were like a couple bucks a piece. And I had I had previously played Age of Empires 2, but I grabbed a couple of the expansions, and then a bunch of people that I play games with normally did the same, and we've been playing like we probably played like 15 or 20 hours in just this week alone. We've been playing so much, and it's super <laughs> duper fun. Uh, so for people who played the original Age of Empires, or sorry, Age of Empires 2, when it first came out, uh, a lot of people note like 
if you play against other people, it's fun, but the AI is so stupid. Like, if you build walls around their base, they just, like, pretty much die. Like, they just don't know what to do, and they're really simplistic. Well, with this <laughs> re-release of the game, it's called, I think it's called um, HD, HD Age of Empires 2. They redid the AI, and they made it really good. And you can actually choose to set between the original AI and the new AI. And then there's like four or five different difficulties that come with that. And the hardest difficulty is actually really fun to play against. It's very, very fun. They <laughs> they micro exceptionally well. They get up to AP, APMs of like 300 plus. Like it, they're super fun to play against. And they do some really intricate micro. Like they'll actually like hit and run against you if you have like all melee and they have an archer. <laughs> they'll actually use like objects and walls. They'll jump into buildings and garrison them and then jump back out. And it's ridiculously fun to play against. I played... Uh, so me and my friends played a couple times. We played against like the the normal, like the basic, the the mid level, say mid level AI, and my friends got decimated, and I ended up like one v three, just because they were feeding me resources. Like they their bases would get trashed, they would go to the back of my base, they would start building and just feed me resources, and then I would just like powerhouse run through people, and it was pretty fun. Then I started playing by myself, and I started playing against AI like one v one, and I played against the hard AI, and it was it was pretty challenging. And then I played against the hardest AI two and a half hour game of just us <laughs> just, we had so i played on this map um you get to you can choose like the settings of how big you want the map and stuff and i chose to play on this map that has this frozen tundra in the middle and it's sort of like this no man zone because there's no resources on it there's some wolves or nothing crazy uh but we started waypointing armies at each other and we took this tundra and just painted it with blood like it was two hours, two and a half hours of just running at each other. I mined out all the gold, all the stone. Uh, there were no animals left. I was chopping wood and then selling it at the marketplace and then buying food at the marketplace in order to have resources. And we were just doing this for like two, two and a half hours, just running at each other, running at each other, different combinations. And they actually transitioned very well. So if you start spamming cavalry, they start building pikemen, which pikemen do very well against cavalry. Then you start building archers to counter their pikemen. Well, then they start building skirmishers, which do well against archers. And it's just like you do all these intricate things, and it's just like it's crazy, and it's very fun to play against. And so I cool. talked about yeah, I talked about this recently. I know I, on the podcast, but more specifically, I bought the expansions um, because one of the things they did with the, H, the HD remake is they limited sort of the uh, races or the the countries you can play. And when you get the expansions, it starts unlocking more and more, and you get to see some of the, the newer um, races that come out, and you get to see sort of the, the meta shifts really hard. And I started doing research because I was like, I wonder if there actually is a really like a, a, a competitive scene with the meta. There is. It's, there's, there's very uh, specific builds that people do based on the races because the races will get different things like they don't have to build houses, which are essentially pylons, uh, to increase their supply cap. So they start with max supply cap, but they build slower. Okay, but then there's also a race that builds faster or builds slower, but they have more powerful units. So you can like balance and, and sort of choose your 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 country uh, based on what you're playing against, and it makes it very very fun. So it's actually a shifting meta, and there are very powerful units that people uh, will ban or say like you can't play certain countries because they're just <laughs> strong. Um, so we we experienced that. I played against a couple people online and I got completely decimated. I'm decent at the game at best. My macro from StarCraft transitions over very well. Um, oh, my macro, yeah, it's it's the same idea. You know, you, you start out building workers, you uh, build different structures to start being becoming more efficient, and then you start getting an army. And there's actual harass involved, and it you know it's it's your it's got your core essence of an RTS. Uh, my only real complaint with the game is the ocean battles are very boring and the micro is really stupid. So when you start oh, really? building, 
yeah, you start building uh, boats and stuff, and you know they they fight against each other. There's these boats that have like a flamethrower in the front of them, um, to, sort of. That's the best way I can describe it. It's very powerful. It does AOE, and then there's ones that like they shoot big ass arrows. So let's just put it that way. Uh, there's ones that self destruct, which are fun. But the problem is the the boats move so slow and they're so clunky. And if you like, let's say you are moving a good like ten boats, right, like down this down this path, and there's like a piece of land that sticks out a little bit. All your boats will just like crash into each other. They don't damage each other, but they just get like <laughs> stuck and they start like ramming into each other. Of course, they don't do damage. And then one will go by. And then they'll all do the same thing where they kind of dance with each other. And then another one will go by. And it, it's just really, really shitty AI. It's just in, in that regard. And, you know, it's my, it's my fault. If I had higher APM, I could individually micro them and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, it's just so dumb. And it, it's just like one of my only things. So I, I very rarely will play on maps where there's a lot of water or if there's uh, islands. It's just, it's not very fun. And it just gets really old really quick. And certain races have very powerful o- uh, boats and other ones don't. So it makes it kind of kind of easy to, to decide if you're going to do it or not. Uh, trying to think. You, you may have said this, but how many countries are there to choose from? Actually, I didn't. Uh, when you play on the, I want to say if you start playing with the expansions, you get upwards of like 20. Maybe Damn. more. And they're yeah, all like unique? Unique to an extent. Uh, okay. You know, there's obviously a lot of similarities, but there are certain things like, um, let's say, I was, I was just playing Byzantine, um, and they have very powerful cavalry. Their special unit is called a Cattlefract, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's like this melee mounted unit. Well, they might have more powerful cavalry, but their, their ground infantry isn't that strong. But their archers are okay, but their mounted cavalry is really good. But their ranged, ar- their mounted archers are okay. But they don't have hand cannons, <laughs> so like you, you get these trade-offs. You're like, right. uh, you play Britain. Britain has these long bowmen that have the farthest range, I believe, in the game, other than a uh, trebuchet. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. But then their melee units might not be that strong. But their cavalry are really strong. And then it's like you get these trade-offs, but their their <laughs> their um, boats aren't that strong. And it's like you get these trade-offs, <laughs> and it, it just makes it super fun. And you can kind of decide. I, I play random every single game. I try not to get stuck playing one one specific country. So I go into the game, and you get a loading screen that says. You know, it randomly generates, and it's like, okay, you're playing Korea this game. It's like, okay, I know Korea has this basic build path. I want to go these units. So then you start strategizing. You're like, I'm going to need more wood. I'm going to need more gold. Um, you know, you spawn. You know where your ally is. You see their main base, but you can't see anything. The fog of war is completely thick. So you're like, I know my ally is there. I'm going to put my buildings over here, so my more sensitive buildings with the back of them facing to my ally. I'm going to build my marketplace over here. There's like just. Very intricate strategy stuff that comes into play. Obviously, you know from other RTSs with me. But right. it's just, it's fun. And the AI is good. It's good enough to play against the people. It's really, really fun to play with other people. If you have it, you should jump on sometime. Even if you get just completely destroyed, it's so fun to do. It sounds but good. You made it sound pretty good. It's it's super fun. I, I, I'm RTSs always will hold a special place in my heart. It has to be a good RTS. StarCraft, I'm very excited for the remastered. Obviously, I'm going to talk about oh, yeah. that the day it comes out. StarCraft is an excellent RTS. WarCraft 3, excellent RTS. Age of Empires 2, excellent RTS. Some of the other ones, Command and Conquer, Red Alert, they're hit or miss. Certain ones are fun, you know. So, but this is a, a great, great RTS. Yeah. So, you don't consider it quite as good as StarCraft, do you? Or do you? Um, it's it's hard. It's I would say close. so. Let's let's separate this way. Wings of Liberty Starcraft was a fantastic game. Brunor, fantastic game. Uh, post Wings of Liberty, I would say Age of Empires is comparable, if not better. Wow. It's just yeah. It, it, there's obviously there's balancing issues in Age of Empires too because, well, it's 
it's an old game. I mean, it's, it's almost 20 years old, and they weren't really focused on balancing. So it's very impressive how balanced the game was for not having a massive online experience. That makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think this, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this, I mean, you know, it wasn't, it didn't, ha- it wasn't like the StarCraft scene, but this was a pretty popular game. I like a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Really like this, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten about StarCraft Remastered. I actually already pre-ordered Super excited. that. Uh, Super we, excited. We might have to do another contest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to play this game right now, Roberto? I'm 1-0 against you so far in StarCraft. StarCraft uh, It's cute. It's cute you bring up that one time. <laughs> the one and only. Uh, we'll see what happens. We shall see. But yeah, we'll both, I think we'll both be talking about that one. It comes out like in a month or something like that, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay cool all right was well, that all is that all you got for age of empires yeah. 2? all right then oh by the way uh before real quick before i do this uh i found i was looking at this while you were talking and uh, i found the name of the guy who did the uh star wars uh jedi knight 2 run his name is covert muffin <laughs> so uh look up him yeah it's a good name he's uh he's re- he's really fun i believe he streams as well so so check so oh. check that out uh, okay, so I played a very weird game, and I had not heard of it until, pretty much until I bought it. Like, <laughs> this was released on, this has been, uh, my understanding is this has been on Steam for a little while, uh, and iOS, I think. Um, but I had never heard of it, I never saw it, uh, and it just came out on GOG. It was a game that came out in 1998, and uh, I happened to see this on, like, the GOG's list of new releases, and I was like, this looks... I don't know. I, I want to see what this is, a, is all about. I was reading about it. And I was, it was like a dollar fifty. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna have to try it. The game is called Tender Loving Care, and it came out for PC in 1998, and it's like a full motion video live acting type game, and it's 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 so weird. So it's basically a movie. Um. But like, there's some interactivity. So what? So the setup is, um, there's a psychiatrist talking to you at the beginning. The psychiatrist is played by John Hurt, who uh, the actor. You know who that is? No, I don't actually. Look him up, and I bet you'll recognize him. Cause Say it again. John Hurt. Uh, you you will recognize him for sure. Okay. He, like I can't think of like a specific role. Oh, okay. Al- yeah, known for okay, known for Alien. V for Vendetta. I, I recognize him primarily from Alien, but I, I I know him. I just can't, like, I couldn't pinpoint any particular role that he's been in. Uh, but, so, he plays a, a psychiatrist, and at the beginning, he's like, oh, I can't believe, like, you know, what went down in this house. Um, you know, this guy was my, or this, uh, this, this lady was my patient, and I can't believe I let all this stuff happen. And I still don't really even understand what happened. Maybe you can, uh, go back and like watch all that happen and, and try to help me figure it out. So basically what you're doing is you're, is some crazy event happened and you're kind of like going, it's like letting, like, you know, letting you, putting you back at the beginning of all the events and you can like watch everything unfold in the story. And, uh, it play, it'll play like, so, 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 so to set it up, this, it's this guy and his wife and they're living in their house and they had, been in an accident and in this car accident their daughter died and the guy's wife uh suffered like brain damage 
So she's not like she can function like she can function just fine and everything. But uh, she thinks that their daughter is still alive. And she like is always talking about like, oh, we got to go take her. her can, can you go take her her, uh, you know, breakfast or, you know, make sure she does her homework and all this stuff. And the guy kind of just has to go along with it. And um, the John Hurt character is this woman's uh, psychiatrist. And she uh, and he's like trying to like, you know, get her like kind of to step out of it and come to reality. And uh, what ends up happening is the the husband, um, his name is Michael and his wife's name is Allison. He. Uh, the, the psychiatrist convinces him to hire like a live in nurse to help. Uh, and she's also like, well, she's not really a nurse. She's like half nurse and half also like a psychologist, a psychologist. Okay. And so she, uh, she's going to be a live-in nurse to help take care of the wife, but also to help kind of like bring her back to reality as well. And so he's like, all right, whatever. So, um, so the, the, the husband, Michael is the most nineties goofball you can, um, you could picture. Really? It, it looks like he watched like every episode of friends and like absorbed, Oh, All of man. the male characters from that show. <laughs> He's, he is hilarious. And uh, so it, it starts off kind of like giving you a, the background of the story. And very early on, the, uh, the the nurse lady, she arrives. And immediately she's like kind of halfway hitting on Michael, but not really. Like uh, she's like this this hot. She, she's hot, basically. But nice. it comes down to <laughs> And she, like when he's he's showing her her room and stuff, and she's like, "All right, thanks. You know, we'll get started soon." And, like she goes ahead and starts undressing while he's there. Nice. And uh, so he walks out, and so there's this sexual tension being built up. Oh yeah. And uh, I'll go ahead and cut to the part <laughs> that you probably care about. There's boobs later eventually. Nice. Yeah. Good so boobs. ten out of ten. Yeah. No, they're good. Um, ten out of ten. I would play this again, and that's that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> I would play the boobs again. I mean, <laughs> no. Okay. So. The game, quote, gameplay occurs where, so you watch, like, you know, the movie part of it. Like, you watch all this stuff happen for maybe, like, five minutes or so. Then, after it's done with that part, it asks you some questions about what happened. Like, how do you feel about this? What do you think he should do here? Um, what, what are your thoughts about um, Catherine, the nurse? And uh, you answer, you, you know, just whatever you think. And then it lets you like explore the house. So it's kind of like mist style. It's not, there's no puzzles or anything, but it's like you click on it. You say, I want to go to this room. And it shows like a little clip of like, you know, first person view of you walking into the room. And then it like, you can look around and see that the things there are to click on like people's diaries or their computers and things like that. And you can read what they've been, you know, reading or writing about. And you do that all you want. And then when you're done with that, you click a thing that says, okay, I'm done. And then it asks you like, it like asks you questions that are meant to like psychoanalyze you. And this is where it gets really weird. So <laughs> there are multiple endings to the game and they are based on the answers that you give to the questions that you're asked. But no, like it's basically random. Like none of the questions, all of the entire uh, movie is the same except for the very last like part that you watch okay. and like whatever happens there like yes technically it's tied to the answers you, you gave but like the questions that you were asked and the answers you, that you gave almost have nothing to do with the movie 
And it's cer- certainly the like psychoanalytic ones don't because they're purely like based on other things, like not even based on the movie at all. So somehow it just like randomly gets this information and like, you know, plug some numbers or something. It's like, all right, you get this ending then. But it doesn't actually like content wise, you know, substantially and qualitatively has nothing to do with any of the answers you gave. And also the questions are very, very weird. So like it'll like show a picture and it'll say like, uh, you know, you know, fit, uh, fill in this sentence about, you know, the way you feel about it. It's like this picture makes me sad or happy or aroused or whatever. And then it'll show you like another picture and it'll be like, what do you think's happening in this picture? And it might be like some of them are like the whole game, like from the start of it becomes just like more and more sexually charged the entire way through. Like Jesus. almost, almost so funny to like a humorous extent. Like one picture, it's like uh, this, like a classical painting of these two uh, naked girls. And like one of them is pinching the other one's nipple. And the question's like, where, where are, where are these girls? And it's like, uh, they're on, they're at a, uh, at an orchestra or they're at their house or they're at like, you know, I don't know, like a couple other, a couple other things. You just have to say like what you think, you know, where you think they are. So it'll ask you stuff like that. And then it'll ask you, this is literally one of the questions, true or false. I have bowel problems. Okay. Yep. That's pretty much my answer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then it also lets you answer I'd rather not say on any of these. Like, really? As if, first of all, what's the point of <laughs> why would you rather not say, why would you rather not tell a video game? Second of all, even assuming like maybe there's somebody like playing the game with you, if you're going to click I'd rather not say, doesn't that obviously tell them pretty much like <laughs> which, which of the answers you are going to give in most cases? <laughs> So, and it, so I asked you these questions and there's an, another one where it was showing like some drawings and it was like, what do you think's happening in this picture? What do you think's happening in this one? And then it showed one where uh, there's a, it was a, it was a drawing and this is trying to be serious as far as I can tell. It shows a picture, like a drawing of a dog, like leaning over and like licking his own crotch. Okay. And it says, why is Sparky licking himself? And they actually read you the, the questions out loud. He says, hell? it's it's John Hurt reading it. And he says, uh, why is Sparky licking himself? And it's like, uh, because he itches or because he has like worms or something like that. And then the last option is because daddy put peanut butter on his balls. Oh, no. <laughs> what is this game rated? I don't believe it has a rating. Because it was, uh, this is night. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was released with a rating. I'm look, I have the Wikipedia page pulled up. And I don't see anything about that. So, like, did, I don't believe they ever Pretty rated... Pretty fucking crazy. I don't think they ever rated PC games, did they? Uh, I believe so. Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't think it had a rating one way or the other. Um, So, it so it asks you these weird-ass questions. Then it goes back to, like, the movie part. And it shows you, like, another five-minute scene. Then it asks you some questions about what just happened. Like, oh, how do you think about Catherine now? Or what do you think... How do you think uh, Michael's wife feels about him and this and that? And then it lets you explore the house. And then when you're exploring the house, when you're reading people's stuff, like 80% of the time, whatever you're reading is going to have something to do with sex. Like Catherine's journal, all those have to do with like, oh, I had this one experience with this person this one time. Or even in like the the book that she's reading, it's like, oh, this is... Uh, this is like, here's like a sexual part of this book. Or like, you can like read her emails and one of them's like, 
an email to like a professor or something like that. And she's telling about like some case that she had where there was some like weird sexual craziness going on. Okay. Uh, or you can like, you know, look at the guy's stuff and he's like sexually frustrated because his wife like doesn't even think about sex anymore. It's like, cause, cause of her brain injury and all that. So the whole game was like, it's kind of like trying to be, it eventually turns into soft core porn. Uh, like, so, <laughs> so the, um, the nurse, she can like off and on hits on, uh, Michael. And then like, nice. if you go read her diary in between, you know, the little episodes, then she's like, Oh, I can't believe that I did that. Uh, so she's like kind of upset. She's like trying not to, but like she ends up doing it the next time again anyway. And then like, she eventually becomes like more and more like manipulative to where she's like definitely trying to do this kind of stuff. But there's one where like she, she keeps doing these meditations and she's like, Oh, I have to have my hour of meditation every day. Uh, and she gets his wife to meditate with him. And, but like, they won't ever tell him what goes on during the meditations. And one time he's like going to look for, her, and he like knocks on the door and she doesn't answer. And he opens the door and she's meditating like completely naked. Uh, that's the first boob shot, by the way. So, so wait for it. All right, all right. And then like, there's another time where she's like, you know what? You're really stressed out. I think tomorrow you and I need to have a meditation session together. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, no, I won't do it. No, I'm really? not gonna. Yeah. But he eventually, eventually she oh. talks him into it. <laughs> like there are so many times, to- like basically the entire fucking thing is like her saying you need to do this. Even if it doesn't have anything to do with sex, like you need to go to the store and buy me some like organic shampoo. And he's like, no, this is getting ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. And then, and then she's like, cause he's, cause he gets more and more fed up with her because she like makes increasingly like okay. ridiculous demands throughout the whole thing. And he's always like, no way you can get it yourself or you can have normal shampoo. And then she's like, well, if you don't get it, then you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, okay. fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that happens the entire, through the entire, I, I I don't know whether to call this a game or a movie. I'll call it a. I'll call. It, I'll it's go back and forth. Movie, it's much more like a movie. It's basically a movie. The, and the whole movie that happens over and over again. So then she's like, you know, we need to meditate. He's like, no way, I'm not going to do that. And then she's like, she. I forgot what she says to convince him. He's like, all right, fine. And she. I think like that time she like shows him her boobs or something like that. He's like, fine. All right, all right. And so like on the meditation one, this is kind of like maybe spoilers if you're actually interested in playing this. But like, so he's sitting there. And so he's like, imagine him sitting on like a bed, like meditation style. And, uh, she like is sitting behind him on the bed and, uh, she like, eventually they both end up naked while she's like massaging him or something like that. She lays him backwards and then like, keep in mind. So she's like sitting up by his head facing him. She starts like crawling over him. Like this is how like borderline explicit it gets. They basically start 69ing. Really? But, like, they cut out, like, right before you could say, oh, yeah, they're 69 right now. Like, that's, like, it shows her crawling. She, like... Okay. I wouldn't... <laughs> it's definitely uh, softcore porn by any, defi- by, any, uh, by any definition of the term. Jeez. It doesn't go any farther than softcore, but it is 100% softcore porn. And then that's just like the whole game. So how much time did you spend playing this? The game takes about two or three hours. Okay. Uh, this <laughs> they has, it's funny on the Wikipedia page. It has a running time for the game. That tells you how much of a movie it actually is. Uh, one hundred and seventeen minutes. So I guess about two hours. Okay. You know, it depends slightly on how much exploration you do throughout the house. Which is once you do it a few times, it really gets boring because like 
you're just reading like more or less the same types of things over and over and it doesn't have any impact on on the game itself. So I started I basically started skipping those about halfway through. So I would say that yeah, my uh my playthrough probably lines up pretty close to this 117 minutes. So about 2 hours. And uh and that's the game. And then like, you know, obviously there's there's a big uh you know, like uh like kind of finale where like crazy stuff happens and then it goes back to John Hurt again. Like John Hurt comes to you the after every scene he's like and like when it start when things start to get crazy and Catherine starts to get like really bad and e- and like actually evil, he's like, oh, I can't like he's always like I can't believe I didn't see this. I guess you know what I was thinking was this, and I thought everything was okay, but clearly things were much more serious than I thought. What do you think? So like, it's just this. I don't know what to make of this. It's so weird. Like I can't tell if it's trying to be weird or if it just like is you know like the peanut butter on his balls thing that that tips me into being like all right clearly it's trying to be not straightforward serious softcore porn but then like the rest of the actual movie take like is like takes itself very seriously so i don't know i just don't know that's pretty funny so would you play again and would you recommend it to somebody else um, I don't, I, I don't think I would play it again because there's no reason to, it's just a movie and the movie itself is not very good. If this sounds, um, like a funny, weird, you know, FMV experience that you would like yeah. to, that you, that you want to watch just to see like, wow, this sounds bizarre. Yes. A hundred percent. I would recommend it because it's as bizarre as it sounds. Uh, and there's boobs. Boobs is always worth replay value. Yeah. But yeah, like, it's not a good game, but it is as bizarre as it sounds. Again, so, if if you like like watching this kind of stuff or playing this kind of stuff, which which I do from time to time, I'd say yeah, because it's it's also really cheap. Like, it's still on sale on GOG for like $1.50, and I think it's like 5 bucks once it's not on sale anymore. So, yeah, just go check it out. Like, look at a few screenshots, and... Uh, and if it sounds like something, if it sounds like something you want to get, it's it's it probably is. But it's it's a it's one of the it's one of the weirdest games I've ever played. Yeah, I uh, for you that's surprising, knowing some of the past games you've played. But wait, what has what's what's surprising? Um, that this is one of the weirdest games. I guess it is weird. Oh right, what, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like you've played a good uh, good variety of weird games. It's different. It's it's a different kind of weird because you know there's like Katamari Damashi, which is like okay Japanese weird for the sake of weird, right? Yeah. This absolutely. is weird in the sense that like I don't even know what's happening. I don't know like how much this this game th- realizes how weird it is or not. So that that goes so. a long way. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on to our uh, top ten this week. We are doing our annual summer. Top 10 of 25 years ago list. Um, 25 years ago was 1992, as it happens. Oh, shit, 1992? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this was a pretty good year. Um, Yes and no. There's definitely one of the better ones, for sure. There was a lot of really interesting stuff. What was interesting, though, was like, I, was, I, I go through it alphabetically, and I'm like, A, not a whole lot, all right, B, C, D. And then I get to, like, I think it was, like, S. And it was, like, I think it was S and F were, like, 
holy shit there was like so many <laughs> yeah like, there was like a couple letters where it was just like all over the place yeah i i s was a good one. <laughs> was a good one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um i'm gonna do a little randomizers pick who goes first you go first so number 10, 10th uh, best game of 1992. So I'm going to say this ahead of time. So my list is partially games that are very well regarded and well received. And some of them are games that hold very true, very, very special places for me. Okay. This is sort of a, the first one is a, is a mixture of both of them, uh, th- which is Mario Paint. Um, Sick. Mario Paint, fantastic game. I love the fly swatting game. I love the <laughs> idea of it. I spent hours and hours and hours with one of my neighbors playing through this, painting different pictures, doing random things. And it was it was a very good painting tool at the time. It was it was so yeah, fun. That's a good point. And there was like I think there was like a, a section you could do where it was like it would give you pictures of Mario and then you could color it and there was like fill tools and they were really oh, that good. Sounds and, right, yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this. I'll be honest, I spent a lot of hours on this this game. Mario Paint was super awesome. Uh also not to mention the mouse. You had the mouse on it. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Funny enough. And uh, couldn't you do like little, like like little pixel art uh, pictures also? Oh, vaguely, I th- yeah. I think you you can turn it on to like a little pixel thing, and then like, <clears throat> then you could and you could make a little pixel art, and then you could use that as basically like a sprite in a larger picture. I'm pretty sure. Man, and you could do, I don't remember that specifically. But... You could do like animations as well. I do remember that. Oh, man. I remember one time I just made a dick that floated around the screen and got bigger and smaller. Like, it got shorter and longer. I was definitely too young for that. While it floated around. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess you were probably like, yeah, you were probably like five or six. Uh, I was a little bit older. Oh, yeah. I do remember this, man. Watching. watching (laughs) And I got in trouble one time because me and my friend were drawing, like, naked girls on it. And my sister uh, called us and told on us. Damn, dude. That's what you get. Oh, I remember painting this picture. Holy shit. Do you, man, this game probably has like more memories than like just like maybe, maybe not any other, other full like, titles. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Do you remember this? The little dancing. Oh my gosh. When you use this one tool and you click and hold it, it just like keeps expanding and expanding, and expanding. I forgot about this. Holy shit. Oh wait, that sounds kind of familiar. Uh, I don't know exactly oh, yeah. what you're talking about, but I do remember something like that. That's so dope. Okay, do you I remember, do you remember so the mu- how you can make music? I'm literally listening to it right now. Dude, so yes. the music was fucking awesome, and you pick like the little uh, icons on the like on the staff on like the bar staff. Oh yeah, holy shit! That's so funny. <laughs> this game was so good. All right, I, I, I thought it would be goofy to put it higher on my list, but now I kind of regret not putting it higher on my list. I'll go ahead and tell you it's higher on my list. <laughs> my number ten is Kirby's Dream Land for Game Boy. This was the very first Kirby game, and I used to really love this game. Like, this game was very easy, and I don't know why, but I played this over and over. And, like, I beat the game so many times, but, like, I never got bored of it. Even though, like like I said, it's, like, a very easy game. It's really not very challenging. I guess it's, like, you know, partly, you know, part of it is, like, the same reason Kirby became so famous is because that's just kind of, like, a funny little character. Uh... I love that game. Yeah, it's 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 such a good game. It's really good. Like again, for as easy as it is, it's just such a good idea. The characters neat, the mechanics are neat. It's a fun, especially for Game Boy. It was a really good game. Solid choice. Yep. Like it. My number nine is Streets of Rage two for the uh-huh. Sega Genesis. I, I can't tell you how many times I went to this game. I loved playing this game. Like this is one of those fun beat 'em up games that you can just play endless and 
endless amounts of times and, and still have fun with it every single time. I love the mechanics. I love the battles. I love everything about it. I love the, the bad guys, too. Like just the artwork is just so great. That was... That, the Streets of Rage uh, 2 was is like one of the better beat-em-ups that there ever was, really. I agree. Object interaction. It was just such a good game. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. I'm looking at Mario Paint videos now. This game is so good. <laughs> I'm looking at the one where they're, co- where they're coloring. I forgot about all like yep. the like texture paint colors that you could fill in with. So did I. I thought they were just autofill shit, but no, you're right. Oh, my gosh. All right. Enough of that. Number nine for me is Super Scope Six. This was on my list. This is one of my extras. <laughs> I, there's good. Is, wait, so it's not on your ten? No, probably fifteen. Okay. okay. Yeah, my my Streets of Rage Streets of Rage would have been well, maybe not fifteen, but I really wanted to give it a spot, but I didn't give it one of mine. Um, but uh, yeah, Super Super Scope Six was like if you're not familiar with it, it was like the bazooka add-on like uh, or accessory rather kind of like the light gun but it was like actually bazooka style you had to put it, you put it up on your shoulder and then you, there were this the game uh it was called super or that was the super scope super scope six was the game that came with it. it had six uh basically like little mini games that you could play i don't even remember hardly any of them i remember there's one and I, there were like little uh creatures popping out of like craters or something like that does that sound familiar to it's you? It's been too long. No, yeah. I played. I probably played that for like maybe two to three hours. I watched my buddy play it a lot, though. Okay. And uh, I remember having a lot of fun with it. Like it, it had pretty. It was pretty responsive, and it had pretty good like, uh, like accuracy and all that. Like if you were pointing at something, it wouldn't just like be like, "Oh no, you weren't pointing right." Like I felt like it felt like when you were pointing at things, you actually did hit them. Uh, like I just had a lot of fun with this, and it was also like a really cool accessory and it was one that actually worked really, really well. So kind of like that part of it. Yeah. So like the novelty of it, plus the games actually being fun. Plus like it actually functioning really, really well. Uh, I had to give this a, a spot. So I, uh, nine. when my buddy got his, it was, his parents got a form and they wrapped it and put it under the Christmas tree and, and it was all stood up and set up and everything. And we thought he got a telescope. And we were like, oh, great, like, whatever, like a telescope. And then we opened it, and we're like, what the fuck is this? Super Scope 6. That was Scope, awesome. Super Scope. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> All right, number eight? Number eight is going to be Golden Axe. Uh, this is the Revenge of a of Death Adder for the Sega Genesis. So I actually haven't played this game, but I watched some videos about it after playing Golden Axe recently at the arcade with you, Lisa? Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, it wasn't me. This game looks super fun. Wait, 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 hold on. This is Golden Axe. What is it? What's the subtitle? The Revenge of Death Adder. Is this? Do you know which one this was in the series? Uh, hold on one second. Let's see if I can find that. I'm just curious. I'm not trying to derail you. There you go. Uh, stand by. Uh, Golden Axe, Golden Axe Two, and then Golden Axe: The Revenge of Death Adder. So it came between hmm. two and three. So it's like two point five. I never played this. Yeah, I was watching videos of it. It looks really fun. I don't. The reviews on it were were pretty okay. They're not exceptional, but it just looks like your your basic Golden Axe game. Wait, so um, you you have Genesis. not played? You haven't played it? I have not played this. Oh, okay. I, I've okay. seen it a couple times at arcades, <clears throat> but I've never personally played it. Gotcha. But it the graphics are are actually pretty clean. Here, I'll send you a video if you want to take a look at it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the graphics look pretty clean, especially for a Golden Axe game. Um, seems like there's a little bit more object interaction. The bad guys are pretty um, stock. They're you know, just like in the other Golden Axe games. Sure. But 
This game looks stupid fun. I, it's four player too. It's just, it's just I love games like this, like where you can just insert coins and just spam at it, spam playthroughs. Yeah, this this oh looks my. really cool. For, like it looks Look like at the a, graphics though. Yeah, I know. They're, like three twenty five, he uses a full on potion, and the graphics are insane. Oh, hold on, I gotta see this because I remember God, the potion, looks so the potion fun. animations being really. Yeah, this does look good. <laughs> this character looks like Vash the Stampede. That's funny. And they got the same little like uh, lizards with a beak mm -hmm. that you can. Ride oh, this guy's on. riding a scorpion. It's pretty sick. Like the, the, a character is riding a scorpion. He just struck this guy. Oh did yeah, I see that. What the I hell? That part. Yeah. This looks dope as fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we gotta find skips sometime. Yep. All right, my number eight is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, eight. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yeah, you had a feeling. This is a uh, LucasArts point-and-click adventure game, so uh, you know it was going to be on here somewhere. Uh, I replayed this for the podcast not too long ago, and I didn't really have a lot of fun. I think it was this year, even. I really didn't have a lot of fun with it uh, this time, but at the time, it was a really good game. And like the graphics and the art on it were also really, really good, so... Uh, it was kind of like what you were saying. Not necessarily that is a that it holds up really well, but like just how much I loved it at the time. Yeah, uh, I really I have a couple this. of those on my list. Yeah. All right, seven. Uh, number seven. Uh, recently talked about the podcast Super Mario Land Two, uh, the six golden coins for Game Boy. Oh yeah. I talked about this before. Love this game. Spent countless hours playing through this game. Um, I love the difficulty of it. I love the fact that it's very easy to get game overs. At least at the time, didn't you? Didn't you beat this one pretty easy? Or yeah, you... I beat it without getting a single game over. But was like, it this one, or did you beat the other one? Are no, you it sure? was this one. It was both Man. of them. It was the first. It was this That's one and shit. the first one. All right. Well, I like the music in this game. Um, I haven't played it in a very long time, so maybe. I, maybe I, I think I don't it. think you would have any trouble playing yeah. it now. Yeah, super fun. That's a really good game. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's kind of like the Mario Three format, also like where you got like the map and all that. Yeah, that's true. That's actually very. true. Good game. All right. My number seven is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. <laughs> what a killer beat-em-up game. This is like, in my opinion, like one of the best side-scrolling uh, beat-em-ups. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just so cool. Like, you know, it's Ninja Turtles, but like, it's better than the other ones because I feel like the I feel like it's a lot more like colorful and like there's a lot like cooler environments and backgrounds and graphics and bad guys and all that kind of stuff. Like beat 'em ups obviously can get really boring. None of them have really aged very well, but sure. I feel like this one is so visually fun. Absolutely. That, like, yeah, that it doesn't even really matter. You think so too? You, you... Oh yeah, without a doubt. Turtles in Time is exceptional, exceptional, exceptional. And especially when it came out, <laughs> like before people were sick oh, of yeah. these types of games. Yeah. All right. Number six, Jay. I probably, funny enough, I'd probably put the second one a little bit more, but no, this, that game was exceptionally good. Oh, the, uh, are you talking about the NES? Yeah. Oh, NES God. Uh, the arcade. What is it? It's just called like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 arcade yeah. game or something like that. Yeah. Uh, next one. So this is one of the ones that, isn't except isn't a fantastic game, but love this game to death. Uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, very simple oh, okay. game, very simple story, very limited dialogue. It's just it's a very grindy game, but I've played through this game so many times, and I really really like it. Uh, it probably doesn't have good reviews, and most people are probably like whatever, but I love this game. It's so fun. And I, I play through it like probably like once every like three or four years, and 
you know, it takes me a couple hours. And, uh, it only takes a few hours? Oh, yeah. If you, if you know what you're doing, you can go through <laughs> it pretty quick. Like, you only have a certain number of fights you can do, and if you just go through the fights and just, you know, kind of like watch a show or something and do some fights, you can get so strong that it's just easy peasy. So what is it that you like? So that like you said, it's I don't know. Maybe it doesn't hold up. I, I really don't know. I think it's the variety of characters that you because you have a companion. You only have one companion, and they alternate throughout the game. Uh, I don't know what I like about it honestly. I, I think it's the music, the animations, the sound effects are really cool. Uh, certain aspects of combat are pretty fun, but I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It's just one of those games that I just played a lot as a kid, and it's that's just, true. Isn't this one of the ones that like isn't actually a Final Fantasy game? Yeah, it is. It's just called Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Right. It was. It was released as like something else, and then in the states they called it Final Fantasy. Just I so believe it. so. Yeah, I, th- I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. My number six is Alone in the Dark. Ooh, I was looking at this game actually. Yeah, I've talked about this one on the podcast before. Um, part of the, <laughs> this one holds. I have very strong memories of this one because this is the f- this game made me cry when, when the first time I played it because I got so scared fear, really yeah uh like just like the the opening scene I barely even got into the game um and I just couldn't even take it uh oh. I played it again for the podcast like a year or two back maybe more than that and uh there are a lot of problems with the gameplay but at the same time for its time it did a lot of really cool stuff like it basically is the template for the Resident Evil games. Hmm. And oh, really? Okay. Yes. Like, going back and playing this, like, it has so many similarities with Resident Evil. And also, it also, like, still does do a pretty good job of building up a lot of tension and making you look scared, like, that there's, like, somebody's going to, you know, co- you know, come out of a doorway at any given time, or, you know, what's going to be over here, or should, this guy's chasing me, how am I going to get away from him? Uh, it really does build up a lot of suspense, really pretty effectively. Um, there are a lot of problems with the controls and with some of the combat and some like some of the dead ends that you can get into. But for 1992, I'm uh, very impressed with this game. Cool. All right, number five. Uh, number six? Five. You sure? Uh, yep. Did I miscount? Yep, I think so. What so have you, I said so far? You said, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember all. You said, Shoot. Go start, uh, start from the top. Start from the top and start reading them. Uh, I deleted mine. You deleted them? Yeah, I just... Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm about to cut one of these. I'll go, so yeah. mine were Kirby's Dreamland 10, Super, uh, 9 was Super Scope, 8 was Indiana Jones, 7 was uh, Turtles in Time, 6 was Alone in the Dark. Who went first? You did. Fuck. Stand by. Okay. <laughs> I'll take this one out. Uh, yeah. We'll what was the okay. last? What was the last one you said? The last one you said was uh, was it Golden X? <laughs> no, Golden X is one before. Six golden coins, or it is? Was that oh yeah, Super Mario Two. Sounds about right. Oh, Super Mario uh, Land Two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number five. Number five is going to be Mortal Kombat for awesome. uh, came out obviously nineteen ninety two. Uh, we we talked we about this game so much in the last episode of the podcast <laughs> this game was groundbreaking for so many things excellent fighting game uh very graphic was in every grocery store offending every every suburban mother in the entire country <laughs> just obscene yep uh pretty well put all right number five i'm gonna go with contra three the alien wars oh i didn't even see this oh yeah 
Oh damn, I'm bummed now. Contra is such a great game or a great series. Yeah, this is one of the ones that um I didn't play very much. I basically played it like I I'm sure I rented it, but I think I mostly played it at like friends' houses. <laughs> but uh this is this was on uh, Super Nintendo of course, and it's just I mean, it's an awesome country game. It's you know there's not a whole lot you can say about it. It's Yeah. Contra, Super Nintendo, it's killer. Uh, this one is, is this one on the, um, what's it called? The SNES Classic? I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, yeah, this one, this one is going to be on the SNES Classic. Um, side-scrolling action game, you know, you know what Contra is. This was a, this was a yeah, really good, this was a really good one. Yeah, Contra is a very, very fun series. Oh, yeah. It's those games you can just turn on and start running through and, oh, man. Yeah, really, I mean, like. That's that's a, that's actually a really good point because there are especially now there are so few games that you can like just pick up and start playing and having fun. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the turtle boss. You remember that? It's like a giant like kind of. Ooh, like a, vaguely. Yeah. Very vaguely. <laughs> I pulled up a video. All right, what you what do you have for number four? Uh, number four is gonna be Turtles in Time. Uh, nice. Yeah, like like you kind of hit the nail on the head with this one. This is a great game. Uh, multiplayer is super fun. I spent hours and hours playing this game. I play, like I said, I played the second one more, but man, this game was was such an improved version. Honestly, if if I if I was not burned out from playing these types of games from the playing the second one, I probably would have played this one much more. <laughs> this was definitely a better game. It just the other one came out first, just that kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, definitely yeah. a solid game. All right, number four is it? Yeah, yeah. My number four is Mario Paint. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm bummed I didn't put it higher on my list. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, I thought I was like, man, if I do that, Robert's going to make fun of me and everyone's going to laugh because it's so weird. But sure enough. No, this was, in so many ways, such, an, such a fun game. I just didn't know game. everybody else felt the same way. That's what's so funny I about I think it. pretty much, I, I mean, I may be wrong. Okay. I definitely feel that way, obviously. I think people generally feel the same way, yeah. Okay, cool. Good to know. Write it in. Let us know if you... If yeah, you don't right? feel the same way, or if you do. If I'm stupid, make fun of me. If I'm yeah. not stupid, make fun of Robert. No, make fun of Jay either way, but just tell us who's right. I don't know about that much. All right, number three. I, I think I think we're both going to have the same number three. No, actually. No, uh, did you already go? Well, or no, we don't know yet. I can that. guarantee you. <laughs> okay, okay. Number three. Is this know. me? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, my number three. This is Kirby's Dreamland. That's how I knew uh, we were going to have the same okay. one. <laughs> wow, um, this is super I, I high in your list. I shit out of this game. Oh, my God. Like, That's you're so talking funny. about doing numerous playthroughs. I played the shit out of this game. <laughs> Do you I remember... You. Sorry, go on. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. Do you remember when you beat the game, it would give you a code to, uh, like, do, like, a uh, like a hard mode? Holy shit. Yeah, I vaguely. Holy crap. All right, now listen to this. Yeah, so. I play this game. Um, the, it gives you a code to do hard mode and then it's like press up and B or something like that at the main screen and, or like something like that. Okay. And it gave me that. And I, so I did that and I, and I thought to myself, like, I wonder if something would happen if I press the exact opposite of this. So I press like, you know, if it's up and B, I press like down and a, and okay. it actually turned out to be a cheat. Really? And it was, yeah, but I don't remember what it did. It did something like really unimportant it was like it gave you like a sound option yeah Yeah, it was (laughs) that's funny we literally said the same thing it was something exactly like that i'm i'm trying to look it up uh oh here it is okay um enter the wait enter configuration mode (laughs) 
Oh god, I always love those codes when they come up like on when you look at like a list of codes like ooh. I don't even know what configuration code was. I don't remember. I just remember it was something like really not important. Hmm. Configuration. I'm, I'm trying to look. I'll, I'll be. I'll be doing some research on this. That was your number three. Is that what it was? Yeah. I didn't know. Like, I kind of feel the same way about this one as you did about uh, Mario Paint. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, this was the first Kirby game, so I know a lot of people love it for that reason. But I didn't know that. Like, many that reason I, too. Honestly, that kind of adds to it. To be honest with you, I'm surprised that you played it a whole lot, also, because I thought it was kind of like a quirk that, and I, I don't really know why I played it so much. It was fun, but I feel like I played it a lot more than like. I should like you know, it deserved. I, game Boy games, I got very obsessive with. Like, if I found a good Game Boy game, I played the crap out of it. Like hmm. uh, Wario Land Two, Mario Two, the the golden the six coins we were talking talk about. Those mm-hmm. games, like once I started playing them, I'm like, ooh, like it just became a full time thing. I spent so many hours playing them. Huh. Okay. Okay. It looks like configuration mode. You can you can uh, change how much. Like hit points you get and how many lives you get, you can do it up or down. So you can give yourself like one hit point and one life. That's awesome. Or you can go up, and then like the real code it gives you is apparently uh, I don't think it, it says for it says bonus game. I, it, it, in my memory, that was just a more difficult version of the real game, but I could be wrong. That sounds like it, it makes sense, but I don't know. You never okay. know, especially with an older game, right? Yeah. All right, number. So that was your number three. Oh, this is your number three, sorry. Yeah, my number three is Super Mario Kart. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Clearly a famous game for a number of reasons. It spawned a very long-lasting franchise that's still going on. We're on the eighth one currently, or number eight. I don't know. There may be even there may be more than eight. I'm not sure. This is one of those games that even for people who don't, who play video games casually, this is a game that holds, especially the N64 one, just a lot, a lot of time invested. I know people that oh, actually yeah. still play this and the N64 version, like, today. Mm-hmm. So funny. This was so good, like, for so many reasons. Like, first off, it was just a really good game. Like, the racing was fun. And, like, the fact that you got these, like, power-ups and you could, like, you know, shoot people with turtle shells. Like, that was a pretty new thing. Like, there were not yeah. many multiplayer racing games where you could, like, actually, like, you know, have, like, a, like attack each other in some way. Yeah. But... On top of that, then you had all the characters you could choose from. And then the battle mode was so awesome. Like, that was what I played more than anything with my friends. Like, we would we would race, of course. But I, but we played so much battle mode. This was, like, one of the, like, f- like at the time, maybe the best, like, uh, competitive multiplayer game there was. Is particularly in battle mode. Yeah, because, honestly, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, there just weren't many games like this where you, like, would fight each other. In some sort of way that like involves strategy and, and you know not 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 like deep strategy but sure. like where it wasn't just like totally random like the fucking like double dragon fighting each other <laughs> mode, which was like terrible. I mean there was like Street Fighter of course and that kind of stuff. But that was a little bit different. This was uh I don't know. There was something about this at the time that was just like so different from everything else, and it was just executed so well. Actually, well put. My number two kind of goes perfect alignment is Sonic the Hedgehog two. Sega Genesis. Okay, uh, all right. Really enjoyed this game. Uh, the first one was obviously incredible. Going to the second one, you, know, you had Tails. You could you could switch. It, this was two players, well, correct? I think so. It's like partially two. It's two player. I think somebody could control Tails, and they had to I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, just an excellent game. I mean, just an excellent addition to the to the series that I don't know. I really enjoyed this game. It was it was very similar to the first one with a couple couple minor tweaks and obviously new levels and everything and it's a really fun game. And Tails. Uh, two Tails. Uh yeah, that was I remember liking that one a whole lot. Yeah, me too. I don't remember which one was like which one people generally think like held up the best out of all those or, you know, like was the best out of all those, but it might even be that one. It's like, I feel like it's, I feel like that one in, in uh Sonic CD were like the two like most famous ones. That's funny. I may just be pulling that out of my ass right now. That's a solid one. Number two, Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, higher on your list. I see. Which by the way, I don't know if we've talked about this on the episode or if you and I were just, I know you and I talked about it, but I can't remember if we did this on the episode or not. Uh, for those waiting for the Mortal Kombat contest that we're uh, having, we are actually going to do that tonight. So wait for the results on that in the next episode. I can pretty much go ahead and tell you how it's going to turn out, though. Isn't that right, Jay? Number one. Yes, that's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. It's going to go in my favor. I think I know what your number one is. Super I think Mario I know. Kart. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. Uh, I, I just... This is all this game. I'm like, oh, this is an incredible game. I'm like, nope, that's not comparable. That's not comparable. That's gonna be. This game is just it's ridiculous. Like, obviously, <laughs> this spawned this spawned Mario Kart 64, but just by itself, it's just such a fun game. I cannot tell you how many times I play this game, going to people's houses, taking turns with people. Oh my god, just such a fun game. I, ah, oh, so good. It's a damn good game. All right, my number one. It's probably not going to be much of a surprise uh, if you, if for anyone who remembers what year this game came out. But it is Street Fighter Two. This was the first version of Street Fighter Two, and uh, I mean we've talked about this plenty on the podcast. I'm not going to rehash everything, but uh, like possibly the best fighting game ever made. One hundred percent at the time it was. And for a long time afterward. Uh, just really well balanced, really fun, really cool characters, great graphics at the time. I mean, even still, I think the game looks fantastic. Uh, and, like, I spent so much time playing this, uh, especially with my friends, that, it, like, no question whatsoever for me, this is my number one. Solid awesome choice. Game. Yeah. And it created the whole, like, fighting game community, pretty much. Yeah, it's so crazy that such an old game spawned like the original competition. Yeah, and they still play this in in some competitions too. It's so crazy to think about. Twenty what? How old is it? Twenty five years. Uh, Twenty five years. Yeah, <sighs> that's crazy. <laughs> and and they're still releasing uh, new versions of this specific. <laughs> Are they really? I didn't yeah, because you know, you know, yeah, you know, because I just I played the one. For the podcast, like a few weeks, like a few months, like oh, a month that's ago, right. yeah, yeah, the yeah. Ultra Street Fighter Two Final Challengers, which is Street, Fi- which is like you know just the latest version of there. There have been so many versions of this game that alone almost like attests to how uh, how good and how how like well loved it is. But this is like the fourth major version of Street Fighter Two. It's got a couple new characters. Like they've added new characters like so many times. This one has a couple more new characters, plus the, like the HD uh, reskin version you can you can play you can go back and forth and play whichever graphic style you want That's oh cool. my gosh such a good game 
So I think those are pretty good. I think those are super solid top 10 lists. Yeah, I think most of my extras you named off too, which is funny. Oh, really? It's not, <laughs> funny. it's not even surprising to be honest with you. I was sad that I couldn't include Sewer Shark or Night Trap. <laughs> I really wanted to put Night Trap like in number 10. But I was like, no, it just doesn't. It can't. I, as much as I would like to put that in number 10, I can't. I can't kick Kirby's Dreamland off the list to put Night Trap on. Yeah, definitely not. Because <laughs> Night Trap is many awesome things, but it is not an awesome game. <laughs> uh, so next top three, as we said, we will do uh, games that we would have liked to have been included on the SNES Classic besides Chrono Trigger. Because that's a given. Yeah. I think this will be an interesting list. I think so too. Send us yours. I'm, I'm looking. I really want to hear from uh, like the listeners on this one. I think we could have some really interesting stuff. Yeah, I agree with you actually. Um, and I was gonna say, oh, okay, uh, yeah. I was just thinking about this thing. I left out one news item very quickly. If we can retread, uh, you know, uh, Netflix announced their, uh, their the the Castlevania series that they're oh yeah making that was released today. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Have you been to it? No, I haven't watched. It. No, I, I, I literally found out about this 15 minutes before we started recording. Oh, dope. Uh, it is like an anime style, uh, TV show. Sure, one of my roommates will watch it this weekend for sure. I will. I don't. I might not watch it this weekend because we got the uh, UFC event tomorrow night. What is tomorrow? Wait, 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 is it a local one or a real one? No, it's a real one. It's a pay per view. It's uh, two, what, two thirteen. It's not John Jr. Oh, it's, it's the not... one that had Garbrandt versus... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. I was supposed to have Garbrandt. Dude, this is... I know we're diverting again, but this is still a uh, pretty sick card. That fight was so exciting, though. I'm so pissed. What? Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, no, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, fights. Oh, what yeah. Fights. Oh, wow. This yeah, is look, good. Oh. I know. <laughs> what did I, okay. what did I okay. tell you? You got my attention. Wow, Verdum versus Overeem. Oh, Isn't this Verdum's last fight? Mm, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't. I thought I heard something about that. It could be. I don't. Wow, this is a really interesting card. Okay, I'll watch this. Thank you. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, back to games. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, we're we're almost at the what you call it. So we're almost at the what you call it. All right, emails. We got one. Chase the Night Cleaner. What's up? Chase the Night Cleaner. Oh, hey, Chase. How are you? Good. Um, his uh, subject line is Dragon Balls and YouTube's Four Stars. <clears throat> Hello, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner here. How is everyone this evening? Good? Yeah. I'm actually, it's Friday. I mean, it's been... It's weird. It's been a half week. I, I, I worked Monday. I had off Tuesday. And then I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Wednesday was the Mondayest Monday of all time. Like, it Dude, was that, isn't so that weird how that happens? Shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I would have rather not had Tuesday off. Like, it was so shitty. Like, that is so, so weird. Sometimes, like, when you get a day off in the middle of the week like that, like, the next day, even if it's, like, Thursday, it feels like it take. it feels like it lasts, like, five days. Yeah, I, 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 had, I actually almost worked 40 hours this week. With Tuesday off, with just overtime, like that's how fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Like, like the, how dumb is that? Yeah, that sucks. Like I didn't even have the day off. Uh, so irritating. Oh, that suck. But I'm very happy it's the weekend. Thank you for asking. Yeah. 
Uh, so straight off the top, Blake. Oh, we got a message for Blake here. All right. Um, glad to oh, hear. Okay, yeah, Jay, Jay's got this. <laughs> glad to hear. <laughs> Blake would have wanted it that way, I promise. Yeah. Glad to hear you are digging the new Dragon Ball Super and excited for the new fighting game. The folks that uh, that do Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue are solid developers, and I expect they will provide a very enjoyable 2D fighter for that series. I can't wait. Tell me you rewatched the old Dragon Ball Z by ripping through the Team 4 star videos on YouTube. Because those guys make that show funny in a way that feels illegal. And yet all of their character building and defamation still accurately reflects the original show. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just search Team 4 Star on YouTube and watch some of the uh, DBZ abridged stuff. All that said, the Multiverse Grand Tournament is about to begin in Dragon Ball Super, and that show is lit. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it so far. Everybody that I've heard, like, yeah, like Dragon Ball Z fans, from what I gather, seem seem to really like this series. Next up, Jay. Hello. I am happy you are enjoying your well-earned strategy guide. Yeah, dude. Thank you again. I have a fondness for Final Fantasy Tactics, but it is not deep enough and will never compare to the love that you and Blake share for this game. Now, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a tall order. Uh, speaking of which, did either you or Blake ever bother getting Cloud Strife and Tactics? Uh, yes. But both times was very planned. I never randomly found it because some people like sort of discovered it. But no, you, the first times, the first and only times I've done it, I definitely had to read a guide and do it because it's it's kind of tedious. But what do you, uh, what do you have to do? It's some weird shit. Like you have to like go to a specific area after a specific battle to do some specific thing, and then later in the game you do something else, and it's like these very like small steps. And if you miss one of them, you can't get them, and they have to start the game over. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's all. Pretty much all the characters are. I think all the bonus characters. I found the grind. I found I found the grind to get him was a bit too complicated to work for a character that literally starts at level one at end game. <laughs> that sucks. I've heard he's very powerful at max level, but I I don't remember. It's been so long. But you still got to level him up to get there. Yeah, he, he, I think all, all of his abilities are, are different limit breaks from uh, from Final Fantasy VII. What's a limit break? I don't remember. Uh, it's like your special. Like you get it after getting hit a certain number of times or doing a certain number of damage. Like Braver, uh, Cross Slash, Omni Slash, Meteor. Oh, what? Okay, now I vaguely remember that. That's weird. I don't know why I don't remember that. Uh, uh, I mean, it. I, I did it, but I felt cheated at the end because he was useless unleveled, and leveling up was so dangerous by the time I got him. It's true. So do you do you lose him permanently? Kind of like some of the like uh, like the people that you hire if he dies. Uh, if he dies in his crystal fades, I believe so. But I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Lastly, Robert, you are a gentleman. Well, thank you, Chase. I thought you should. I thought you should know. I mean, I just addressed the other guys, so I had to say something nice to you to be polite and not leave you out. That's nice of huh? him. Uh, it's a Canadian thing. Oh wait, I forgot to mention. You know, you could have just said you're a gentleman. Left the other part. Not not said. I've said that because I have to say it. <laughs> oh wait, I forgot to mention that a bunch of the DOA girls are going to be showing up in the new All Star Warriors game. I like the sound of this, what? but I don't know what the All Star Warriors game is. Um, Have any of you been tracking the cast lineup for this game? It is bananas. I know you love your ninja ladies, Robert. What's this? I got to know about this now. Yeah. Have you heard about this? No, I don't, I don't think I have, actually. <clears throat> all right. Doing a, doing a search. All-Star Warrior. Right, uh, okay. I think he's referring to Warriors All-Stars. Okay. It looks like a... Oh, oh so okay. So it's like a... Uh, 
Dynasty Warriors type game, it looks like. That would make a lot of sense, actually. And apparently it's got some of the DOA girls in it. Uh, I'm in. Okay. DOA girls. That's all you had to say. I'm in. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. And now for the question of the day. All of us have one or two things in our lives we don't often talk about with other people. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I'm very scared. Guilty pleasures that we generally keep to ourselves. Bringing it back to video games and sexy lady ninjas. Right. What is one video game that you own that you are kind of embarrassed by but still love to play? I, I think I got this one. Um, uh, what do you, you want to go first? A, yeah, I mean, the immediate one that comes to mind for me is Honey Pop. Yeah, I was, I was actually thinking about that for you. <laughs> I mean, like, by far the most embarrassing game that I own, but I actually do kind of have fun playing it. Like, the, the matching and all that is actually kind of fun. I'm trying to think what it. So I got one for for Lisa. Lisa, Lisa plays this really funny game. Uh, the game is called Tulip, and the whole goal of the game is to kiss as many people as possible. And he plays like this monkey-looking character, and there are some creepy-looking <laughs> characters. It's a weird fucking game. And Lisa, I watched Lisa play through the majority of it. And it's probably the weirdest game that we own, like in this entire it's, house. It's called Tulip. Yeah, Tulip. It's for PS One. Oh, so it's not just like a random. P- it's not just like a. Ra- so this is like a real. Like this is like a legit game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> so the game. Uh, wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into this. Yeah, it's really freaking weird. <clears throat> I'm disappointed that you haven't talked about this. Uh, that you haven't played this for the podcast yet. <laughs> All right. Um, back to Chase's email. Let's see where we. Oh, okay. Games you're embarrassed by. For me, it is honestly Pokemon. I mean, you can't escape the fact that it is a kids' game, but it has some what? great systems in place, especially the new games, and just enough depth to keep me buying each new release and playing it through. What do you think? What do you think about that? I don't feel like I disagree. Yeah, I don't <laughs> feel like I love Pokemon. The fuck out of those games. Yeah, I don't feel like that's a game that you should be. I don't like the Pokemon games, um, but I don't feel like it's a game that you should be embarrassed about by any. Yeah, game. I feel like it's like, culturally accepted. It's so yeah, right. I do get what he's saying, but huh? Jesus, okay, you, you and I are like, <laughs> we're literally saying the same things. It's I think so funny. I think there's lag or something like that, and like when I start talking, you've already started, but I haven't heard you yet. Go ahead. No, I, I, go ahead. We we are literally saying the same things though. It's just <laughs> freaking me out. I was just saying that, like I I do get what he's saying. Like it is kind of like a, a kids' game in some ways, or at least like that's kind of how it's like how it's seen by a lot of people. But like yeah. so many people still really really love it regardless that like i don't feel like it's something that you would be embarrassed about or that you should be embarrassed about it's so funny was that pretty much what you were gonna say yeah literally that's... <laughs> okay uh at almost 34 years old i still wreck at least one of those games yearly and then go online with one of my super competitive teams and spank goofy compositions of kid teams <laughs> selected <laughs> because the kids like them not because of synergy until I find someone challenging. It's weird, and I'm conflicted about it, but I do it every new game. <laughs> and that is it for me, gentlemen. Thanks, as always, for what I shall assume is another stellar show. Yeah, I think it pretty much is. And for all you listeners out there, keep writing emails. Yes, please do Thank that. For, yeah. He says, this section gets lonely sometimes. Not this time. Just kidding. Yeah. Cheers and talk again soon. Chase the Night Cleaner. Awesome. Thank you, Chase. 
And uh, I think that does it for our, it looks like that does it for our email section. Do we want to wrap this up with the uh, current gaming subcast and then play some Mortal Kombat? Yeah. All right. You want to start us off? What you been playing? Uh, actually, I've, I've been playing a lot of board games. I kind of talked oh, about right. it. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Really, that is kind of it. I, I'm not really playing, I don't think I'm actually playing any games other than Age of Empires. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just playing a lot of board games right now. Cool. I've been playing a few. I've been kind of uh, got. I've I've kind of gotten interested in uh, like true roguelike style roguelikes mm. lately. Like like uh, like NetHack. I haven't been playing NetHack specifically, but games like that, especially those that are like <laughs> excuse me, like uh, tile based or especially if they're ASCII uh, based, and uh, just kind of like have you going floor to floor to floor on a dungeon. And, uh, and like, you know, tons of potions and you don't know what any of them do and all that kind of stuff. So one game that I've been playing a lot of recently, I think I might've been even telling you about this last time we talked, Jay, is a game called Brogue, which I think, I forget, I I feel like it was like the first version of this came out like five or maybe even seven years ago or something like that. Um, I could be way off on that, but it's, it's not very old. And it is, um, I don't know why it's called Brogue. I thought it was going to be like a humorous, like, it sounds like, you know, bro, like a version of Rogue. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But it's not at all. So I don't know, like, why it's called Brogue. But regardless, it's very much like NetHack. Okay. Except it's, um, it's simplified a little bit, but not in a way just to make it, like, easy. It's simplified in a way that streamlines a lot of, like, the more obscure stuff just so that it's, very clear what to do. And there's not like a thousand different buttons that you might need to press at any given time. You have to memorize tons of different keys and all this stuff. It's very straightforward in how it plays in its mechanics, but it's still like very, very difficult as well. Where like you start off and you've got like a dagger and like some armor and like one food ration and that's it. And it is an ASCII based game where you're just like looking at a screen of, of ASCII text, but the way they do the colors on all of the ASCII text and like the background colors on them for like, like a, like a tile of water, for instance, might be like a a tilde symbol to kind of make it look like sort of a wave with like a bright blue background. And then like the different water tiles are not all just the same blue. Like they're like, some of them are like a little lighter. Some of them are a little darker. And then as you move around, even those kind of shift on like even a single tile. So it like really looks kind of like water moving around. And then, like, lava is, like, really bright orange. Stuff like that. Like, the game, like, if just, like, do a Google search for Brogue. Or type, like, Brogue uh, game. Because there's some, like, shoe company or something like that called Brogue also. And, like, oh, look yeah. At, I that. Yeah. And look at some of the screenshots for this. And this game really is just, like, beautiful just to look at. But, gameplay-wise, it's so much fun. Because it's, like I said, it's it's, like... Very, very, very similar to NetHack, where you're walking around encountering monsters in a dungeon, picking up random potions. Uh, you don't know what any potion does. Picking up scrolls, you don't know what they do until, you know, like if you have a blue potion and you test it out and use it, then from now on, you do know what all uh, blue potions do. It'll label them like whatever it actually sure. is. So you know from then on. But you have to test the first one out to know what it does. And then same with like weapons. If you pick up a weapon, then you then it might be like even if it's a good weapon, it might be a cursed weapon, which means uh, that you that it does like like terrible damage. Like if it's an axe or something, which is r- typically really good, it might be a cursed axe, which means it uh, 
like does less damage and also cursed items you cannot let go of them until you get a scroll like of uh remove curse or something like that so you have to either like i find a scroll of identification and identify any piece of armor or weapon that you that you want to use before you use it to make sure it's not cursed or just take a risk and then if it is cursed wait until you find a scroll of remove curse before you can take it off and then like uh there are like so many different mechanics in play like there are some there are some enemies that are called like bloats and when you get near them instead of just attacking you they turn into this huge cloud of gas uh that like does damage to you as long as you're on a tile that has this gas on it and so if you're caught in a room like in a dead end type room and if your health is low then you might not be able to escape the gas before you uh before you just die and it's obviously as a roguelike, so it's permadeath. So, you know, you could be like super deep into the game and then, you know, just die from one of these or from any number of things. And then like trying the potions out is so much fun too, because again, there are good potions and there are bad potions and there are only two ways to find out what they do. You either try one or you find a scroll of identification somewhere and use it on one of the potions. And even those, when you get a scroll, you don't know what those do either. So like, there's always this, uh, this like game you're playing where it's like, all right, I'm going to try, I'm going to get in a safe spot and try out this potion and see what it does. So like typically um, there are better places to try out potions or scrolls. Like what I would typically do is when I get a, po if, is when I'm, when I have some potions and I'm ready to start trying them out, I'll stand by the steps of like that go down to like the next level of a dungeon and I'll go ahead and go down the steps because it's all like one dungeon and each level you're going deeper and deeper and deeper into the dungeon. Each each like level is a, is like one screen. <clears throat> and uh, so I'll go down the steps and use it there because if it's a potion of incineration, then that starts a huge fire all over the place. And the best way or one of the best ways to get away from that is to go up the stairs real quick because the fire won't travel up the stairs. And, uh, and then if you can try to find some water that you can like step into and it'll put out the fire. But if not, then it'll just take away like 60% of your health or something like that over time. Uh, and then like the same with scrolls, like typically when, you, when you're trying a new scroll for the first time, you want to do it in a hallway because it might be a scroll of uh, like summon uh, mobs or something like it's like summon monsters. And if you're not in a hallway, then it'll surround you on all eight sides with monsters potentially. Whereas if you're in a hallway, then the most you can get surrounded is just one on each side. Uh, I was playing, I've played like, I've had playthroughs where I get to like the 14th, there's 26 floors, you have to go all the way to 26, get an orb down there, and then go back all the way up through all the floors uh, to win. I've gotten like as far as the 14th floor like one time. Fuck. Yeah, it's very hard. Uh, there are times where I've lost on like the second, third, or fourth floor. You have to like be really careful about like, especially once you get to like the seventh, eighth floor. You have to start being really, really careful about every action because you could instantly find yourself in a place where you're just like, oh shit, I don't know what to do. And every time you're playing, you have different like tools to deal with the things that you're uh, that you're encountering. And I think that's what that's a lot of what uh, keeps it interesting because you might have shitty weapons, but maybe you have a staff that makes you invisible, or that like you might have a staff of teleportation where you can use that, and like if you're in a bad situation, it teleports you to some random other place in uh, on that level. Or um, sometimes you'll come across bad guys that are, like, being tortured by other bad guys. And if and if you save them, then they'll, like, be your ally until they die. So, like, there have been games where I got really strong allies. So, I, like, try to take care of them as much as I can. There's one game where, I, I know I'm going on for a long time, so I'll make this it. But this is, like, one of the really cool things. Type, type This is an example of one of the really cool things that can happen. 
once you get deeper, once you get to like level, like the 12th level or something like that, you'll start encountering zombies. And uh, zombies do a couple things. First of all, they can just attack you. But also when you attack them, then a cloud of like disease basically like surrounds them. Uh, and it's like if in, if you're in that cloud, then you get nauseous. And until you're, uh, it, it doesn't start wearing off until you get out of the cloud. And then as long as you're nauseous, then any given turn, if you tell your character to attack or move, instead of doing that, he might uh, throw up instead and not and not move anywhere. So you're like losing out on turns. And it's especially bad if they're, you know, obviously if there's other bad guys near you, if you're trying to attack them and you throw up instead, then they attack you for free and you don't get to, you know, whittle down their HP. So that can be really annoying. I found out that uh, I shot a, f- I, had a, I had a flaming dart and I threw a flaming dart at the zombie because I was trying to kill him before we could get too close. Well, the flaming dart hit the zombie and he, uh, all the, it released the gas, the zombie gas, and all the gas around the zombie caught on fire too because it's flammable. So I was like, oh, that's badass. So I'm just going to stay, stay away and like shoot him with these flaming darts because then he's, you know, takes burn damage as well and that's just going to kill him. So I, so I kept doing that. And I killed this zombie and I came up across another one. I was like, well, I got a couple of flaming darts left. Let's, let's do this. So I hit him with a flaming dart. He sets on fire. All the like air around him sets on fire, but then he starts coming after me and there's another like bad guy blocking me from getting out. So I couldn't get away. So the zombie comes up on me and all of a sudden I'm caught in this, <laughs> this like fire that's surrounding him. And it killed me like so fast because not only was I getting attacked by the zombie, but I was also surrounded by a cloud of fire. This, I can't, like, this game is really cool and really fun. I, it's, it, it may look intimidating if you, like, like when you're first starting off, but it's really a pretty easy game to get into. I highly recommend checking it out. It's fun. And it's free, too. You just, uh, I don't forgot where you download it, but just do a search for Brogue Game, and uh, you, you, it's, it's a free-to-play game. It's how much to do, Robert. No, I'm telling you right now, play it for free. And don't pay no. anybody. All right, I think that's going to do it. Jay, anything else, or are we out of here? I think that's it. Huh? I think that's it. I'm trying to get anything else. No, I think that's it. I think that's it, too. So we are going to head off and play some Mortal Kombat. I will tell you about how badly I beat Jay on the next episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, have an awesome July. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything special to tell them to have an awesome seven. of. Yeah, have an awesome... Have an awesome next couple weeks. We will see you all in two weeks. 